Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you redefine who you are. I'll also be interviewing national radio broadcaster Heather Ann Havenwood, who's going to review her latest book, Power Guesting, Insider Secrets to Profit from Being a Great Podcasting Guest. She is going to help you tell your life story in a compelling way to help you win over any person with whom you're speaking. To find out more information about Heather and to purchase her book, please visit heatherhavenwood.com. <laughs> I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Redefining who you are. We all have memorable life experiences that have caused us to be the person we are today. Unfortunately, when we have many situations that happen in our life, We often define who we are based off of that life event. For example, if you have a divorce, then you consider yourself the divorced person. If you went through a bankruptcy, you're the bankrupt person, or you're the person who's laid off, or you're the person who has a terminal illness. When we use life events to define who we are, it often limits us from reaching our highest potential. Because when we use that new identity, that identity then limits us from saying we can become anything else. And when that happens, we become stunted, or in other words, we become anchored in that life event and we're not able to pull ourselves out of it. So it's really important to really define yourself at your core level. The events that you experience in life are just simply events. They're not who you are. In psychology, we will often ask the question, who are you? And that question itself is very simple. But when you strip away all the layers of the life events or even the roles you play in life, for example, you're the manager at your company or you're the husband or the wife, you're the brother or the sister or the athlete. When you strip away all of those different labels, you'll be able to go deeper and deeper within yourself to find out what your true identity is. Even though that question sounds very simple, it's actually a very profound question because when you remove the labels, you really have to look at who you are. One of the things I always tell people is if we have a negative self-belief, then that becomes who we are. And once again, that's another label that you put on yourself. In a perfect world, if you could be known as something, what would it be? And I don't mean what label would you become. For example, you'd be the richest person in the world or the most beautiful person in the world. But what would you like to give back to the world around you? What would you like to be known for? What would your legacy be? When you could really ask yourself that, that then helps redefine who you are because you think in the future in a benevolent way. You think of yourself as having the ability to give to others, to change the world, to change your family, to be a part of something greater than yourself. And when you think of yourself in that respect, it helps redefine you and remove those negative self-beliefs or negative self-talk that you've had for so long. And the more you think about something and the more you believe this new belief, the stronger it becomes and you move towards that. So I would really challenge you today, if you have a negative belief or allowing a life event to define who you are today, unfortunately, my friend, that's stopping you from reaching your highest destiny. Think of your life as a jigsaw puzzle. Every event that we go through in life is part of a great tapestry, or in other words, that picture of who you are. And when you focus on one of those puzzle pieces, it's not gonna make sense in the moment, but when you see it all put together, it becomes the person you are today. So when you can think of yourself as creating a legacy for the people around you or the world around you, that picture then starts to change. And those negative events that happen in your life now are used as a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block. So my challenge for you today, don't allow a life event to define who you are.
Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Heather Ann Havenwood is a serial entrepreneur and is regarded as a top authority on digital marketing, sales coaching, and online publishing business strategies. Heather Ann has been named top 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs for 2017 by the Huffington Post. She is also called Chief Sexy Boss. Today, she's going to be joining us to talk about her latest book, Power Guesting, Insider Secrets to Profit for Being a Great Podcasting Guest. Welcome to my show, Heather. Thank you. Thanks for having me, James. Yes, it's always a pleasure. My listeners may not know this, but Heather was on my show before. She talked about her own story and how she went from just really transforming her own life and recognize mm-hmm. it's the journey and not necessarily the destination. So I'm going to link her previous show to this interview and you can hear that as well. So Heather, you are a dear friend of mine. So thank you so much for being a guest again. I'm a guest again. I'm a guest again. Like for the second time. I love it. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm on like a Jimmy Kimmel. I'm back. I'm back. Well, pretty soon this show is actually going to be on TV. So pretty, you'll be a, definitely be a guest on my show. Holla. All right. So let's talk about your phenomenal book. So you have been interviewed by so many people. You know, I've, I've always been blown away by just hearing all you're on this show and that show and this show, and you seem to know everybody, which is wonderful. Tell me, how did you come about writing this book? What was the impetus for this book in general? Okay. So let's start where I kind of started in the, in the, what I call the podcasting world or radio mm-hmm. world. So it was actually 2013. I have a book okay. out called Sexy Boss. Yes. By the empowerment of women. And I, I created a show called Sexy Boss Show to go along with my Sexy Boss Look, I thought, that sounds good. I had no clue what I was doing in the podcasting world. I interviewed five girlfriends of mine. Mm -hmm. I threw up all the shows at the same time. (laughs) And then I was like, ta-da! Where's all the people? Yeah, exactly. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand how this business works. And there's a particular art, just like anything, show business, radio, any kind of media, blogging, content Mm -hmm. marketing. There's a particular way you do it right? It's not just throwing up a blog yeah. post, right? It's actually, there's a structure to that. And I didn't understand that. So it's still out there on iTunes. Uh, I call it the archive world, wherever that is, yeah. or the graveyard, Sexy Boss Show. And it's great interviews and dear friends of mine, but I just didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, well, bot- podcasting's dead. <laughs> it didn't work. That. It, it did not work. work. It didn't work for me. Therefore, it doesn't work. So... No. So then what happened is in 2015, I got invited by, just like this, a guest, mm-hmm. a friend of mine. He's like, why don't you come on my show and talk about what you're doing? I own um, an online company. I've been an online marketer since 2004. Oh. My first business online, I started in 1999. Um, Goodness, yeah. I have a master's degree in online marketing. So like online marketing to me is I breathe it. It's mm-hmm. a bit breathing thing for me. So my friend reached out and said, hey, why don't you just come on to my show? I talk about online marketing. Why don't you just talk great so it was this great conversation it was easy it was simple and um next thing i know i get a five thousand dollar coaching client so what happens is wow. in my head i'm like 30 minutes of chit chat five grand like why would i not do that yeah, of course <laughs> so i really realized the power of it i started to 
get and understand how do I share my story? Mm-hmm. Who cares about my resume? I mean, yes, I have all these credentials yeah. and things I've done, but at the end of the day, people always ask, how did you get where you're at? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. What- because they often see the, they'll see the finished product of it. They don't see all of the lessons, don't know all the things, the struggles that you had to be able to get to where you are today. Exactly. That's why we love actors because mm-hmm. we're like, how did George Clooney become George Clooney? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Sure. The point is, is that back in 2015, I started focusing really heavily on how can I add value? Because in the, the day, I'm a guest in your mm-hmm. home. I'm in your space. I'm in your home. These are your listeners, right? And I'm a guest. So how do I add value, share my personal story to add value to your listeners? And at the same time, of course, attract people to my services. Yes. Right? How do you do that? So that's what happened. So I've been at this point over 300. That's great. I've been on summits, radio shows, podcasts, video, you know, like blogging, as they mm-hmm. call it, all kinds of different guest ways. You know, we can yeah. do today Facebook lives, all kinds of stuff. So I've been over 300 and I learned that people really want to hear my story. But here's what happened. Here's the point. I flipped the mic, as I called it, I flipped mm-hmm. the mic in um, about a year and a half ago. And I realized I brought some dear friends of mine who I knew were amazing, come on my show, and they, they weren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> With all love and respect. I knew they were amazing. We'll make sure they, they don't were, hear this story in this episode. Right, not listening, right? They were experts in their yeah, field. I understand. They, yeah. like they, they were good at their expertise, but sharing their story was boring, or they were trying to pitch, or... They were trying to show their resume yeah. and like it wasn't entertaining. We as experts have to always be entertaining and sharing and then selling. Mm-hmm. So that's the concept. And so basically now that book, Power Guesting, I started to, I wrote that book mainly, hopefully for my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, please get the book. Uh, but if you're a doctor or a chiropractor or a dentist or a lawyer or anything, you people want to hear your personal story. I'm working with a lawyer right now. He's he's an amazing business attorney. Mm-hmm. He works with entrepreneurs. He likes to he likes entrepreneurs. He likes to work and represent them because his family his family owned a restaurant for 20 years. Oh wow! And he saw it. Kind of in his blood. Yeah. Yes, in his blood, he wants to represent mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. He really believes in them. See, that's the kind of attorney you're like. Where's that guy? Exactly. But he's not telling his story. Mm. No one knows that. I just yeah. know that. And even for, as an entrepreneur that. here listening to that, like, oh my gosh, I've totally hired this person. Right. <laughs> just from right. That. He's not a lawyer from lawyers. He's yeah. a lawyer who has a passion to represent business owners, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs in America, because he knows once you're an entrepreneur, things happen and people come at you. Yeah. So he really wants to, like, he has a passion for that. So people want to hear that personal story. They don't want to hear, oh, but he went to this law school and he's got this certification. I mean, that's okay, right? Yeah. But I mean, no one really was, yeah, I hear no you. wants to hear it. So wow. like you're amazing, you know, you're amazing at what you do, oh, Thank you. <laughs> but I want to hear about your personal story mm-hmm. about how in the world you became the guy you are, right? How did, <laughs> yeah. how did that happen? And like, yeah. they, I'm going to like, oh, I you for a living. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I understand. Well, what did you find? So you found that most people were, were telling their resume or sh- sharing their resume. So what, when you kind of extrapolated this and listened to your friends um, and realized that they didn't present themselves the way that they could have. Where did it then lead you next? Okay, so what led me next was, okay, well, I, I, I'm, I come from modeling, meaning mm-hmm. what I mean by that is entrepreneurs, we model 
we model we we model business behaviors at work. Okay? okay. So here's the first thing I got to. First of all, it's called H to H. My concept of H to H means human to human. Mm-hmm. We as human beings haven't changed that much. Yes, we have now iPhone 10 and 9 and whatever now sure. is next. <laughs> but we as human beings haven't changed that much. We don't change that much, as you know, mm-hmm. as a diagnostic. You you see that human beings over thousands of years, we don't change that fast. Yeah. We just don't. The tools we have change, you know, from horses to carriages to, you know, now cars and mm-hmm. amazing Hummers, all kinds of yeah. but <laughs> But and and now self-driving cars. I mean, come on, we 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 do not change that fast. So yeah. here's the thing: H to H. When you're entertaining, when you're sharing your story, when you're in front of one client, when you're when you're on a show of a, a radio or TV or being interviewed by your local TV station, you want to share your personal story. And I thought, okay, who's best at telling stories? Not me. Yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. Now there is a time-tested flow that Hollywood follows. Mm-hmm. And every time they try to go against that flow, the quote unquote movie fails in the box office. And it doesn't matter if it's a drama, comedy, action, yeah. it doesn't matter. We as human beings have a particular way we are attracted to storytelling. And so I thought, okay, how do we share our personal story as experts sure. and place it on top of their flow? Oh, I like that. I really do like that. That's, so that whole story arc there, I mean, that, that is incredible. You know, being in, yeah. obviously in the media myself and have recognized that, you know, even the books that I read, there's that origin story or there's this aspect of how this person started, you know, a little bit of the background, which all of a sudden launches them into this new adventure, into this new um, change in their life. So is, is that exactly what you're, what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, that okay. basically is. So there's a, it's, a, it's a six stage plot structure. It's oh, the wow. structure it's that really screenwriters actually write their story on top mm-hmm. of. Right. So like I said, anytime they try to go against it or I'm going to be a different screenwriter, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be unique. It flops means that the people who are, you know, the customers Mm -hmm. really. Right. We we want to be entertained. We want to be we go into movies to be entertained or to feel we we are so, uh, I guess. We're basically trained from biblical times. I mean, mm-hmm. you open the Bible, you know, like it or not, mm-hmm. you can read a story and understand yeah. it. You can get it. The now, nuances you can, of it. Yeah, you, yeah can, you can understand. You can mm-hmm. feel it. You can not like it or not like it or sure. agree, disagree, but you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can understand it. That's because human beings haven't changed that much, yeah. right? So here's basically the six-stage plot structure. And I didn't make this. This is not mine. You know, if you really want to go into it, there's people like... Uh, a guy named Michael who's storymastery.com. You could go and like study him or you can find my book, Power mm-hmm. Guessing, that kind of goes through it. Because sure. what I do is I take I take it and I simplify it really quickly to place it on top of mm-hmm. your expertise. Yes. Because if you're a dentist or chiropractor or lawyer, mm-hmm. you still have a story. Why did you become a dentist? How did that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, you're a fireman. Why, why that? Why yeah. didn't you choose something else? I mean, everyone's got this really personal story of how we became what we became. Right. So, so basically that's it. I'm going to, do you mind if I just share? No, please do. Yeah, please do. It's totally fine. So basically the six steps are this one is full and identity. Basically what that means is the setup is imagine a movie we're here and we like have a moment in time. Mm, That's the opening scene. Where Mm -hmm. are they right now? Okay. Right. And then through the process, you see where they go. You know, Marvel comics are amazing at this. Mm-hmm. I mean, at every single movie you see in Marvel, it's like this concept. Yeah, is completely. the origin story. Yep. <laughs> origin story. And then the next thing is like a new situation happens. Boom. 
What was that first situation that happened in your life to say, ah, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this old Mm -hmm. life. I want something new. And there's that moment, something happens, a person, situation happens in your life. Sometimes it's really dramatic. Sometimes it's not dramatic. Sometimes one person has a divorce in a car wreck or something because people come to me and say, Heather, I, I want to share my story, but like, my life is kind of boring. Like, I, you know, I'm just telling you what happened. It's not boring. It's not boring. You just have to understand that things happened in your life that had you move mm-hmm. and alter and change. Sure. But what they say is, well, I didn't have this dramatic moment of a big divorce or, you know, life-changing accident. Yeah. How will people relate to me? I'm like, well, they relate to you because you had a moment to make a decision. So yes. that was number two, new situation. Then it's what I call the progress. Mm-hmm. The progress piece is vacillates between the old you and the new you. Mm-hmm. The commitment part of it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what? Am I going to really make this change? And are my friends and people and friends around me going to support me? And there's that moment. You can probably hear yourself. Mm-hmm. And the next one is what I call complications and higher stakes. When it's Ooh. like, now it gets real. Yes, okay. Right, it's like, you got to make a decision. People's lives are the line or there's money involved or people are, you can't vacillate mm-hmm. anymore. You know, it's the buy-in, the full-on buy-in, yeah. Absolutely. If you look at actors and actresses, especially artists, I mean, if you look at their life, Pink, for some reason, I always think of Pink. I, mean, I think at one point in her life, she was literally working at 7-Eleven. Wow. So, you know, she's Pink. So there's a complication of higher stakes. Something like gets mm-hmm. real. Like this gets real. Yeah. And I think of my friend, Troy, he's listening, Troy. Um, he is a great actor. He's an amazing actor, but he didn't start acting until he was 40. Oh my gosh. Okay. And he lives in Houston, Texas. I've known him since I was 17. Wow. And he finally was like, I'm making this decision. I'm going to be mm-hmm. an actor. Yes. He got up and moved to Atlanta. Now you got to understand this person's never left Houston. He's just like, lo- he has so many amazing friends and a support team and support system. And he's like, but if I want this, mm-hmm. I told him, I go, Troy, you're not a tree. You can move. It's called U-Haul. If you want to <laughs> want to be an actor right now, you yeah. go to Atlanta. That's where everything is sure, right now. Yeah. If you want to be on Wall Street, you go to New York, mm-hmm. right? If you want to be a, a fashion designer, you go to New York or yeah. Paris. You don't try to do that in Alabama. <laughs> That's true. Right? It is very true. It's like the moment where you're like, mm-hmm. stop talking and go do it. Yeah. Right. So that's where the higher stakes comes in. You're not a tree. You can move. That's one of my things my mentor said to me. And then the next phase is that final push where you retreat. You kind of retreat back into your old identity and then you kind of fully go into your full mm-hmm. essence. Wow. I love this. Yeah. As you're just saying all this, I'm just thinking about my own life and I'm like, I can, li- I can literally do all those different points myself. So that, this is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and the next final phase is what I call the aftermath. Now that's mm-hmm. always the transformed. Mm-hmm. We see, you know, sure. you see, we see you, how amazing you are now, but you had a story to get where you are. <laughs> lots of tears, lots of sweat. Right, lots of tears and sweat. Yes. We, we, talk, we talk in the green room all the time. Yeah. We're like, I know what you go through. I know what I go through. Yeah. And it's like, it's not beauty and roses. Yeah. yeah. So the aftermath is really like how far we came. Mm. And what's really cool about experts and entrepreneurs, we're always going through this yes. process. Yes, yes, yes. There's always an evolution. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've asked Lane. So one of the things that happened to me is I went through a massive bankruptcy and I went through a massive foreclosure in my, in my life. And I'm sitting there on this, um, I ended up living with a friend on a couch. Thank you for having a great friend who let me have a couch. And he lived in Marco Island at the oh, time. Yeah. Beautiful, Florida. Mm-hmm, down here in Florida, yeah. 
And I remember this was this moment. This is one of my moments, right? I just had this amazing business from zero to a million dollars in one year. And then within three months after that, I had a business partner, which was bad. And he took everything and blah, 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 threw me into foreclosure bankruptcy and just completely wiped me out. This was in 2006 in Florida. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that whole time frame. So in 2006 and seven, so um, I ended up on Friends Couch in Marco Island. And I remember sitting there on the beach, James. I remember literally sitting there and going, who am I? Maybe I should just go become a waitress or like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I should just go work for a big co- Like, I, you know, why am I doing this entrepreneur? This is stupid. And I just remember really getting clear. Mm. I mean, I'm sitting there and I have no bank account. I have no credit card. I, I don't have any insurance on my car. I have a car, but I can't afford the insurance. I'm like, I got nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I got nothing. And I'm sitting there on the beach and I got so clear. Oh. I got clear that who I am is an entrepreneur. Mm. Like at a core yes. level. Now, you gotta get, I didn't have anything physical to show you that I was, but I got clear on that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example of somebody else you may get. Uh, Michael Jordan, he is clear. He's an athlete. Yeah. yeah? He left the NBA. What does he do? He could go play golf or something. Now, now he's like, I think at one point he was working for the MLB or he was <laughs> <a> baseball. <laughs> like he walks on a baseball. Yeah, team. of course. Yeah. It's not that he was a baseball player or a basketball player. He got who he was mm-hmm. was athlete. It comes down to your identity. You know, often we find situations. For example, you you have the opportunity. You could have been a bankrupt person or a foreclosed person or someone who didn't have their car insurance. If you quantify that or identify yourself as as a time and place, that is going to end. That identity is going to change. And so you found the core of who you are as the essence of who you are as an entrepreneur. The actions that we experience are just simply actions. It's a snapshot in time that is going to change. You are not always going to be that bankrupt person or that person who can't afford your car insurance. That is just, that's a transient time. But if many people, unfortunately, create that as a snapshot of who they are, that becomes your identity and that's all they ever become. So bravo for you. Obviously, you don't need me to say all that, but bravo for you to be able to really find your core identity to say, I'm so much greater than what my circumstances tell tell me that I am. Absolutely. And so I want to take it one step further for people. When I'm sitting there in the beach and I got really who I am, then I ask myself the question, if I'm an entrepreneur, what would an entrepreneur do? Mm, And the first thing I did, I was at Marco Island though, the average age is 80. I actually tried (laughs) to create a business, a a dog walking business, right? Now, I didn't really think it through because no one works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no one left the house. <laughs> so everyone was like, that's great. You have a dog walking business, but like, no one leaves the house. Yeah, right. So I was like, that didn't work. Right? That's funny. <laughs> but I tried. <laughs> that's right. You did next, try. <laughs> and then the next thing I said is, okay, I'm not a tree. I can move. Mm-hmm. What would an entrepreneur do? Well, I go surround myself with other entrepreneurs. I think yes. wrong with Marco Island, but the average age is 80. They're in a different part of their mm-hmm. life, right? They're thinking about different things. So go surround yourself with other people yes. of like mine. So that's how I ended up in Austin, Texas. My, my sister lived here. I'm from Texas. I'm kind of coming back home. But I knew Austin was surrounded. When mm-hmm. I walk through the streets and I say I'm an entrepreneur, people go, yeah. You know, if you say that to Marco Island, they're like, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, of course. It's a very different kind of environment. Again, if I want to be on Wall Street, I'd be in New York, right? If I want to be in the fashion industry, I'd be in Paris or New yes. York. I wouldn't be trying to do that from Alabama, right? So you have to really get that you're not a tree you can move. And so here's the next point. And the next one was life lesson. Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Mm. So let me get a short story on this. 
sitting there in Marco Island and my friend calls me, who's an amazing counselor and therapist and just life coach. And he calls me, he's like, come to West Palm Beach. You know where that is? Yes, I do. About two and a half hour drive. And I said, well, I can get there, but I don't have enough money to get me back. He's like, don't worry, I'll give you some money for gas. Great. So we get there and luckily he takes me to an amazing steak dinner. I'm like, awesome. Thank you. Because <laughs> I can't afford that either. But like, I love this asparagus. That's really great. And he looks at me and goes, I want you to start asking yourself this question before you do anything in your life. Does it feed your confusion or strengthen your clarity? Mm. James, I looked at him and I go, I got nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I know that. But I want you to start with like the small things. Like, are you going to eat that chocolate cake? Does it feed my confusion, strengthen my clarity? <laughs> I love that. That's so powerful. That is absolutely so powerful. powerful. Yes. So I started to ask myself. What a great metric. Mm-hmm. Like before I even get on this show, before I do anything, I ask myself that question. Does it strengthen my clarity? Or does it add confusion? Because as you know this, and you know this, but I want to share the audience yeah, with a different view. When we are in chaos mm-hmm. we have no power and then mm-hmm. we try to make decisions from there yes wrong from a reactive standpoint yes can't do it right so how do you make decisions from clarity because that sounds great make decisions from clarity you want I, i'm going through a lot right mm-hmm. now heather or james how do i do that well here's here's a simple way <clears throat> you ask yourself the question does it feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity on every little piece of your life did that relationship this job mm. this situation and because once we're clear, even a little bit, when we have clarity, we can move. When we yes. move, we can have momentum. When we have momentum, then we have power. Mm. It's that little stepping stone. Think of yes. a train. If a train doesn't know where it's going, it's not going to go anywhere. If the train's on this track and knows it's going that way, then it can start to move. Mm. And then it can actually get momentum. And then it has power, right? So why do we try to go from zero yeah. to a hundred? Yeah. You know, we're not a Tesla. We're like, we're like <laughs> yeah. a train. Sure. You know, we're like more like that train where you got to like move it. So you start to ask yourself the question, does it feed my confusion and strengthen my clarity? And that goes down to personal, you know, business, uh, emotions, all of it. Well, I love it because it's so practical in the sense of like literally as soon as I hang up this call on this call with you, the next thing I do, I can use it as my template, my template for each small decision, like you said, and then, like you said, that leads to something greater and greater until pretty soon my day had a beautiful, very clear day, very productive day, very um, wise day, if you will. And then the next day, that once, once again, that moment by moment then turns into day by day, which turns into week by week, which turns into month by month. And pretty soon I have, I'm a completely different trajectory than probably I originally thought had I not really taken that moment to stop and check in with myself and say, is this feeding my confusion or strengthening my clarity? Yes, exactly. Now, what I need to let y'all know, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen who are listening, I am not the most positive person on the planet. I get that from James. If I need positivity, like I text him and be like, tell me something positive because he's freaking positive. But I want you to hear that because I, I say, people don't look at me and go, you're so positive. They do not. It's not the essence people get from me. I get that from my friends. Like, hey. like how are you today? He's like, it's amazing. I'm like, oh. I wish I was that positive. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you are. You're so positive. I get it from you. I like it from you. But where what I am is I'm more like I'm a driver. Yes, you like are. I drive. I drive. I drive. I drive. Therefore, I am. Or I'm a promoter. Back to power guesting is that once I, people come onto the show with me, I learned that I had to be a really great host. You're a great yeah, host. Thank you. You're really great at adding energy, right? And I had to learn how to drive the situation or drive the, the conversation and pull from people, 
right? Which is extremely challenging mm-hmm. sometimes. But if I could just teach them a little bit of like how to pull your story, how to like get the essence of the full set of like where you started and new situation happened and then the complications that you had to go through and then where you're at today. At least there's a hierarchy. There's like a Yes, flow. there's an arc. Yeah, there definitely there's an is. Arc mm-hmm. that so that we can really share your story. So <clears throat> I'm not the most positive person in the world. I just want you to get that. That <laughs> you have to be positive to actually get started clear to find your clarity exactly to find your, you do not have to be positive i just fucking have to say that because people are like be positive i'm like oh, i'm kind of a grouch <laughs> i am i love it <laughs> I'm, i am kind of a, like that yeah well that's not you know i don't know i i do i see both sides of everything some people like you only see positive i'm like i see both sides i see the negative i see the positive yeah. upward down you know, I'm like a lawyer that way. You don't ever talk to a lawyer and try to be positive. Like, this is so exciting. They go, well, let me tell you what's, <laughs> what's true. Yes, it is very true. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, Heather, it has been such that we could go on and talk forever. I mean, obviously, I love having you on my show. And I'm definitely going to have you on again. But if my listeners like to find out more information about you, perhaps even work with you uh, or even buy your books. I know the book we're talking about today is Power Guesting, Insider Secrets to Profit from Being a Great Podcasting Guest. Where would they find this information online? I would love to show you to a few places. Mm-hmm. On Amazon, you can go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Amazon. It'll take you right to my page. Perfect. So heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Amazon. But I want to give you listeners a fun little cool thing. I'm doing this thing with my chat bot. Now, first, I'm going to oh, give I you a it, yeah. gift. I'm going to give you three free chapters on my audiobook, Sexy Boss, to go through this process. Now, every single expert, if you're a professional, solo entrepreneur, realtor, if you're one of those, I want you to go through this process. This is really cool. So go to the following link. You ready? It's www. Oh, my God. Did I just say that? I did. (laughs) Askheatherann.com. I say it again. Ask Heather, H-T-H-E-R-H-E-R. And a n n no e dot com. Askheatherin.com. What's gonna do is gonna open up into Facebook Messenger and you can go through my chat bot. Super awesome. And I want I love you to it, go yeah. through this process so you can experience it yourself and uh, hang out with my chat bots. Askheatherin.com. If you're interested in working with me, just go to heatherhavenwood.com and it says work with Heather and get on my calendar and we can have a conversation. Awesome. Well, Heather Ann, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you. Gratitude. <laughs> I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.